Joining us live at 8:11 is the uh, KRMG on the KRMG Morning News is Oklahoma Congressman Kevin Hearn. Congressman Hearn, good morning. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? Good. Uh, trying to digest and sort out all of this uh, stuff that happened at the airport overnight. And as I pointed out, uh, coming out of the break, it's you know it's a multi-jurisdictional place, the airport. But uh, the federal part of it is once you get through security, not out where this all happened. Uh, are you familiar with what happened out there last night? And before we get on to other stuff, do you have any thoughts about it? Well, no, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Sounds like uh, domestic violence. Um, you know, I think this will all sort itself out based on, you know, this first iteration of uh, investigation. But I think we'll probably hear more as the day goes on. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a very sad day when, when somebody gets, uh, gets shot and life is taken. So it's, um, again, it's a very unfortunate incident. Yeah, we uh, will be following the developments throughout the day and we'll also follow, starting at 9 o'clock, the arguments before the U.S. Supreme Court that could lead to the overturning of Roe v. Wade and perhaps Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, Congressman Hearn, you're you're pro-life, you're anti-abortion. How do you think this is going to play out with this uh, largely conservative Supreme Court now? Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there's, um, there's been a couple of reviews of this uh, over the past years since 73 with some changes from the trimester view and to, you know, uh, the viability of the, of the fetus and afterwards after birth. And so that's but never a full review like we're going to see starting today. And there are literally tens of thousands of uh, people here, uh, concerned citizens on both sides of this, of this issue that are here in Washington, D.C., uh, around the Capitol, around the Supreme Court, which faces the the Capitol. So it's going to be, uh, I think, all eyes are on what's going on today. Um, and we'll know. I don't know if we'll get the final ruling. This uh, I think it's going to be a little while before we get the final ruling, but certainly the arguments uh, will be uh, will be known, and we'll see what the uh, if we can get any indication from the justices of which way they might be leaning. Well, and that points to another thing that's historic about this. We're going to be able to listen to these arguments live as they happen. I don't believe that's ever happened before, has it? No, not not in the past years. I think the last time it was really argued uh, with some significant changes was in uh, 1992 when they removed – originally when Roe v. Wade was, was argued, uh, the settlement that came out was that we're going to be reviewed in the trimesters, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester uh, uh, regulations or, or federal oversight, if you will. And that was changed in 92 to the health and welfare of the baby uh, clause. And it kind of removed the trimester uh, arguments, even though it's still being used in a lot of states. But from the federal standpoint, it was really more about the argument of the baby. So yeah. Uh, this will be the first time we're actually looking at the Mississippi law to see uh, you know, the penalties associated with it. There's a lot of components of this, and it was very well crafted you know, almost at the 50-year mark. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of uh, longtime activists on both sides of this that have a lot of concern. Yeah, I was referring, actually, to the fact that the, uh, the, the, the proceedings are going to be broadcast live. We'll be able to actually listen to these arguments as they take place live. I, I find that, as a journalist, I find that very exciting. It will be exciting. I, I think you know what we've learned from the Supreme Court justices in the past. Uh, they've been very uh, good at not uh, revealing their slants. Uh, you don't always can't always ascertain what their final ruling is going to be based on the questions they ask. You know, some never ask questions. You know, Clarence Thomas is famous for really not asking a lot of questions, but just listening. 
So I, I think it's going to be, uh, I think people will take, you know, do the review. It'll be all over the national news and our local news about what people think and, you know, what the justices are going to do. But at the end of the day, we really won't know to their final uh, ruling. You have uh, labeled President Biden's Build Back Better plan, Build Back Broke. What do you see as the viability of the president's proposal going forward? Is it Does it have any chance at all? And what form, if it does have a chance, what form do you think it'll take? How, how expensive do you think it'll be? Well, we know, you know, taking the politics out of it, when you look at all the, the tax think tanks, Tax Foundation and others, that this bill actually – uh, initially, in the first 10-year window, will cost somewhere around a little less than $4.5 trillion. Uh, but the real issue is, and this is commonplace in Washington, D.C., when a lot of these uh, so-called social plans are put in place, they never are not funded going forward. So this will be ongoing for the rest of our lives and some of these universal pre-Ks, uh, you know, whether it be um, you know, child tax credits, things like that, because there will be a large constituency. Uh, I, I do believe that, uh, and I've always believed, because I've certainly been a, a product of this, that there are many people in our nation uh, that need a hand up. Uh, certainly when I was growing up, very young age, uh, as I've shared with many people, literally you know, through the campaign trails and others, that we lived on food stamps. But it was really to help us get out of a bad spot so that you know, we can all go to work. I'm still of that. And as a matter of fact, it's important for all the listeners to know, we have 92 programs in the United States of America that are federally funded that spend almost a trillion dollars a year doing just that already. So this is all additional things that it's very unfortunate that we're sitting here in a very partisan way uh, going to do a lot of financial gimmickry uh, without any Republican support. In fact, the only bipartisan support in this is against because Democrats voted against the uh, against the bill itself. And we're seeing what Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema are saying. So this is a long ways. Uh, I know that the Senate's trying to get this done by Christmas, but we probably won't see it again on the House side until sometime after the first year. As you pointed out, Democrats control both chambers. Do you think we will see a government shutdown? We shouldn't. They, there's no need to because they don't need any Republican votes. Um, all they have to do is get every Democrat on board on the Senate side and have uh, Vice President Harris break the tie, and then they have the majority on the House side, so there shouldn't be any kind of a shutdown. They don't, I mean, there's there's no division of government up here. It's 100% controlled by the Democrats. So if there's a shutdown, it would be driven by the Democrats shutting down the government. Congressman, we never have enough time, it seems. Uh, we appreciate you being with us, and uh, have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. Dan, great talking to you. Have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you soon. All right, Congressman Kevin Hearn.